Hello and welcome to episode 63 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa. The thinking man's Rapunzel. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Yeah. What about it? It's voluminous. Yeah, thanks. You could be thanks, in a, you I could think. Be, you could be in a tower and people could climb up it. That's oh, right, long hair. Oh, okay. I just well, thought you were dashing young blonde. I was like, what? <laughs> you could be under a waterfall. God, that's the last time I like do a t- it. Timothee advert. Timothee. <laughs> Right, you just do a funny one for Talk me then. Go on. You've just taken your hat off. I'm just. You were embarrassed to take your hat off the other day. Now you've taken it off and you're looking all shorn. Yeah. Didn't that yourself, have you? Constance did it. <laughs> Does she listen to this? Yes. Okay, right. She's done a beautiful job. Well, in patches she has. <laughs> I don't think it has to be one length. I don't think anyone Who said says that. it has to be the same all over? I asked. I said shorter. That's all I asked. She's, yeah. She smashed the brief to be yeah. fair. Um, <laughs> to smithereens. It's a funny word, isn't it? Smithereens. Mm. Uh, guess so. I've yeah. thought about it before. Go on then. Do the funny bit on Mark. Uh, what, on you? Yeah. Uh, I, was, I had a passive observer of protests. Mm. It was a bit last minute. <laughs> And kind of, you know, normally give me another five minutes, I would have found some funny angle on that. Um, it's a chat around the subjects of uh, health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, politics, Molotov cocktails, <laughs> police transit vans on fire. I don't know, whatever we've got, right? Uh, we're all working. Do you think your brother's going to like the last episode? My brother? Mm. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, good. It wasn't meant as he, anti-police. Yeah, just... I mean, he loves twatting people with a bat on. <laughs> um, ensure that it's a poker and, it, and at work? <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! No! And sh- <laughs> these beginnings are getting absolutely. <laughs> you love structure, don't you? <laughs> yeah. um, I don't even know where I am. Where am I? We're all work in progress, and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives, and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, is that right? It's better. Then our work here is done. Make sure you subscribe to us in your podcast app and follow us on the socials by searching for I'm Finecast. And please do drop us an email at imfinecast at gmail.com. Come here, we're just going to have a chat, aren't we? Warm up and stretch. Blah, 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 chat. Yeah, going to have a little chat about moving the peanut on or not. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a little delve into the mailbag and see if, any, see if there's any messages there. Right. You know, a little feel Very around, nice. a little fondle. So yeah, yeah, we've already done the positive. I've already talked about your hair. That's a positive comment. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, and brave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I rudely cut you off in episode 61. I do apologize. This is when I was on my vaccine because I was high as a kite. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about your, you started to talk about your tape recorder. I think we're talking yes, about the, char- did, yeah. the pans people and the charts and yeah. stuff. And you said, oh, you sounded really excited. And I just lit, just railroaded you. I didn't even let you. I was just. It was just. I just thought it was really cute. Sundays. You had the radio. Mm. It was a Philips. Loads of people had Philips. You just yeah. pressed the button down and then pressed the button up. Oh, you had to put up play and record at, to, the, same at time. the same time. Yeah. yeah, and a little microphone that plugged in. And you just put the microphone yeah. in front of the radio. Yeah. Because we've mentioned Sunday nights before because that was my weekly bath. Yeah. We had, and we said, yeah, sing when, something simple. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That, that followed the charts. So you had the charts, the excitement of the charts, and then mm. sing something simple. It's was. Not, it's not inspiring, is it? Is <laughs> Sounds sounds lush though. Yeah, Sunday Sunday night though, isn't that? I think we all need a bit of that, don't we? Now something simple. Yeah, <laughs> just a bath. And Can't remember it. my last bath or bath. Yeah, you say bath, don't you? Yeah, I thought people in Bristol say bath. Bath, don't they? No. Where I come from, everyone says bath, grass. It's past. You say past bath, grass, mm. don't you? Like a right old posho. 
right? <laughs> haven't got extra R's in them. No. Have they? You talked about Naga Manchetti being told to toe the BBC corporate line and that she has a right to her own opinion, which I do agree. Yes. However, we've given old our, our friend Nicholas Witchell yeah. a little ginger sword. A bit of stick for having his own opinion on the BBC. I was just yes. trying to do our impartiality, our balance, as I, as we normally do in this pod. Well, what would we say there? My argument would be that Nicholas Witchell's got a little bit snidey and kind of snappy, and you know what I mean. But a it's bit kind of. But it's opinion rather than reporting. When you listen to his reports, it'll be. Yeah, but the thing with I be, would imagine that. Yeah, but the thing with Charlie and and, and Naga was was I mean it was an off you know offhanded comment. I mean it was kind of loaded. It was topical. Yeah, it's political. It was, yeah. a, it was a little bit snidey. satirical, wasn't it? But, but they yeah. would have—I think—they would have done that if the same thing had been. It, it was as flippant as you know, someone doing a wildlife piece and then saying, "Oh, you know, you got three. You've been just been talking about ducks, and you got three ducks on the wall." I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's the great analogy. So I don't know. It's the best I could do on the mm. fly. Hilda Ogden with a mural. <laughs> <laughs> three ducks. I was, I was thinking, you know, yeah, but I don't know. Some, it's it's you or know, Bob Marley with his three little birds. But it just happens to be. Bob Marley, what? Three little birds. I'm just twittering. Oh, okay. Twittering. Twittering. <laughs> no, but it's like because it had to do with the government and policy. Yeah. And then, but hang- it was factual. Nicholas Witchell will say things like, "I would imagine the Queen will not be too happy." It's supposition. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Is it just the, his tone and his yeah. kind of? It's just him to giving an opinion on a thing rather than it was just a throwaway. Yeah. Uh, but the BBC told them off. Yeah. Officially. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah, and then told everyone they told them off. Yeah, they actually put it on the BBC website. Yeah, they're disappointed <laughs> in you. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've been in quotes spoken to and reminded of their responsibilities. The BBC has said that it was meant as a light-hearted, off-the-cuff comment, and no offence or disrespect was intended. So if they knew that, yeah. why didn't they say we're not going to do anything? Because there's no, yeah, there's no offence or disrespect intended. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. still, still told him off anyway. Manchetti uh, later apologised for liking offensive tweets. We talked about that. It said that State made an off-the-cuff remark at the end of a long, serious interview, but did not say how many complaints had been received. The BBC also said, um, Nagar and Charlie have been spoken to and reminded of their responsibility, including the BBC's impartiality and social media guidelines, it added. Mm-hmm. Well, did they have they had a chat with Nicholas Witchell <laughs> about his impartiality? Yeah. I'm not sure they have. You were saying about complaints about mm. Nagar and Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sam Delaney is the journalist on um, Top Flight Time Machine that mm. we make a lot of references to. And I won't go back and find the other one, but some time ago, some years ago, he was on this morning and he was talking about a cat that unfortunately had been killed on a Greek island and received like thousands and thousands of complaints. And he was just relaying a story. He hadn't right. killed the cat. Right, right. So he basically was, I think, under a seven-year ban for this morning because of all the yeah, all the complaints they got. Oh, right. And I was listening to Top Flight in 2020, um, and he'd been invited back on. And <laughs> basically, he was invited on this show for a segment titled, Should Chemists Tell Their Customers They Are Fat? And he said, I'm all for doctors pointing this out because this is a medical issue behind closed doors. But a chemist's is a very public place. You could be in boots. It could be very crowded in there and suddenly you're being called fat by a chemist who I think society generally, rightly or wrongly, don't have much respect for anyway because we think they are pretend doctors a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically, you like ended up almost getting like death threats, like oh, literally a lot of vitriol from you know, pharmacists and chemists going, we have to study for... But it's funny, isn't it? The certain like little things yeah. people will. It's what we were saying a couple of pods ago. It's like the little things. It was almost like what we're saying about controlled opposition. It's just we're fed these tidbits yeah. of outrage. We should be being outraged about 
Well, like the Bill Gates thing, that that's what we should be outraged about, not someone saying pharmacists are pretend doctors. Yeah, certainly pharmacists are getting up in arms about that comment. Yeah. Everybody else finds it funny. Yeah. Until the Most next... of them are thick as shit anyway. <laughs> okay, do you want to talk about Bill Gates? You sent, me, you sent me a thing and I haven't really looked at it. You sent me a screenshot. Yep. You know, I'm like, <laughs> screenshots. It's basically a picture of him in the middle. It says Bill Gates and funding. And then like a spider, spider chart of all lots of things coming off him. I presume... Well, the, the, the title at the top is A Man of Great Influence. Yeah. This is Join the Dots of Influence and Money. Do you want to Basi- fill me in? Basically. Fingers in pies by the looks of it. Bill Gates has quite a bit of money. Has he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he's made a pledge as well. One or two of the sort of top billionaires have made a pledge, haven't they, to, to give away 95% of it or whatever yeah, yeah, during yeah. their lifetime. Yep. And all this was was somebody put together some of not all of his but some of his main things that he funds and i think it interests me because there almost seems to be a commonality between the people that appear on our screens Hmm. and bill gates and bill gates appears on our screens more and more he does doesn't he yeah and he always Hmm. seems to have a view on something to do science whereas where the rest of us post something on twitter and someone goes well, you're a bloody scientist then. and there's a guy i follow (laughs) called zuby who came up with a great one he said oh look it's raining and then, like, the response was, what, now you're a meteorologist. And it's, <laughs> it's that bit about, you can have an opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have opinions about nutrition, mm. and I'm not a nutritionist, but yeah. I think they're valid. Um, and it was just saying where some of his funding goes. And I, I haven't, the one thing I haven't got on this, which I got to, to fess up to, don't have the time span, whether this is in its entirety he's given this money. Okay, yeah, or in sure. certain time. Yeah, yeah. One is that the World Health Organization mm-hmm. he's he's given over four point three billion, which it's a is chunk more, of change, isn't it? It's more than a lot of countries. You have to have a high degree of influence if you give someone four billion, I'm guessing. Yeah. You're gonna get like a decent table, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> in the in their canteen. <laughs> yeah. In the WHA canteen. I, I went, you know, I went, <laughs> well, imagine the menu in that place. Oh, be yawn first. Well, well, it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be fish and chips, is it? No, everything's going to be a guilt trip, isn't it? <laughs> um, when I worked in Marks and Spencers, they had um, tables for graduate trainees and right. for staff. And I sat at one of the graduate trainees oh, and right. someone came across and like, can you move to that table there? Right. I always found that was an interesting hierarchy that... Yeah. They basically you just not look like a graduate trainee. It was when I was growing my dreads. <laughs> Badly. <laughs> That's why they moved you on. I looked how I look now, but with more hair. Um, so other things he's paid <laughs> is um, uh, Imperial College with old Neil Ferguson. Mm. Yeah, the man who said, what is it? There's going to be 500,000 deaths. Oh, that's right. If yeah. if we don't get a grip on this kind of, and all the modelling was done around him. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. his department, his department and other parts of Imperial College London, have received from Bill Gates Foundation two hundred and eighty million. Yeah. University of Oxford, which have been involved in vaccine research, you may have heard. Yeah, I think I've I might have had a go on one of their vaccines. Yeah, mm. he gave two hundred and forty three million for their research. Did he? No. And Chris Whitty, and I've mentioned this before. You have mentioned him before. Not him per se. No, but the business he was involved in, yeah. or is still in, or invested in, or yeah, it had it... been. I mean, it was research. I'm not knocking that the research was a real thing. What no, I'm no, saying no, is no. that the people on our screens, you're just yeah, you're just... A, he's the the hub. You're just bringing all these things to people's attention and letting everyone else make their own mind up. Like, yeah. I mean, you never have an opinion on it, really. I think it's good that he's been so generous. So Chris Whitty <laughs> has had 40 million. And then BBC Media Action. Yeah, right. That strength and governance and advises on health issues had 53 and I th- 53 million. And I think that's quite a lot of money for Yeah, do you think that's why they broadcast? jumped on, like, you know, debunking the myth about uh, the, 
you know, Bill Gates putting trackers in the vaccine. Do you think that's why they're <laughs> yeah. all over that? Well, he's it's on fifty-three a lot. million pound payoff to write an article. Yeah. Don't say anything about me. Yeah, it's 53 mil. <laughs> um, CDC, which we've mentioned, the US National Public Health Institute, mm, yeah. um, advises the United States government on health and vaccine 155. And have you seen the former top guy of the CDC went, I think it was made in a lab. It came out yesterday and went, he's no longer under Biden. He's no longer oh. head of the CDC. I can't remember his name, but he basically came out and went, yeah, I think it was made in a lab. What, what was? Sorry, um, the virus. Uh, oh, Sorry, I miss it. Sorry. I was... Yeah, it's just like as, wow. as, as an aside. All right. <laughs> so this is just a personal opinion. Okay. Um, I haven't got the amount on this, but obviously Microsoft are... But he hasn't in... given money to his own business. Well, he's given it to something called GAVI. I don't know if it's pronounced Gavi. It's the Vaccine Alliance. Mm-hmm. It's a global health partnership with the goal of increasing immunizations. He's given them $3 billion, and they're involved with something called ID2020, which is digital oh, identification. Identification, here we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And but what this I think kind of sorry I'll let you carry on. No, no, just 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 no, sorry, one very quick side on the digital identification. Was that what you wanted to speak about? No, no, wasn't. Just they've come up with um an app in New York, mm. and the app basically has a QR code in, mm. and when you go somewhere, it'll say this person has been tested negative or this person has had the vaccine, so the place can decide whether to let you in or not. Oh, okay. But they have they sort of expire, so you have to go into the app every so often to sort of regenerating the code yeah so and that, it's 30 so that, that, days for the vaccine or so that something app like that. needs to be obviously is your digital health passport health yeah. passport yeah right, so that's okay. how it'll work so they're trialing that or something? no is no that, it's, it's an app available to people in new york so basically oh, so establishments have decided to be part of that or not and yes and decide business, businesses, based on... businesses register and go we want to be part of this oh, and if someone okay. comes in it's coming in it's coming you show your mobile phone with a QR code, yeah. but because that mobile phone could be anyone's mobile phone, I see. Yes. you have to have paper ID. Right. So you have to have a driving <laughs> license, a passport, right. or a birth certificate. Right. So if you're going in... Are to... they going to pat me down as well? Are they going to start sticking fingers at my bottom? I mean, what? <laughs> you, know, you know where I am with that. I'm in all for it. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? I just the, want to go to these places. <laughs> the point... The point. <laughs> The point I was thinking about. How far are they going to go with it? We're going to go to Las Iguanas and get full body cavity search. Well, (laughs) it changes the old definition of date night, doesn't it? (laughs) I don't know where to go with this one. The point I was going to say was Boris Johnson going, well, landlords can ask to see if you've got proof of having a vaccine. If that becomes the norm, Mm. the vaccine passport, they've said it'll enable us to have large crowds at things like football matches and concerts they don't even give a shit if you're driving if you've just ordered if you've just drunk five pints the landlord doesn't give a shit whether you're driving out the fucking car park or not at the end of the day why do they give a shit about your health well also for, some, you know what I mean? for someone who hasn't could, had a business for a year to go <laughs> yeah have you yeah, got it to no. turn business well, there's, away there's 12 of us if i'm not coming in none <laughs> yeah, of us not, are yeah, right. yeah no sorry you can't because when so firstly it puts the emphasis well, yeah one of our yeah one of our one of the, one of our 12 can't have it because he's got you know underlying health conditions yeah have you got so, proof of that well yeah he's brought his doctor along with him <laughs> yeah. so it's a table for 13 if that's all right <laughs> and somewhere to put his drink as as his soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah he doesn't need a drink he's got that he's brought that with him well i'd be great wouldn't that well i've got a genetic mutation it hasn't got a name yet but i can like, please i'm leave. on google <laughs> please get on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Be there, wouldn't it? Like searching. Here's a list of my operations. Yeah, I'm a mutant. Yeah. 
but what I was thinking was, if you take it to its natural conclusion, because the pub is being used as the sort of like the the, the, the yeah, litmus it is, test, isn't it? Yeah. But if you take this to its natural conclusion, mm. no matter what the proof is, yeah, you get up in the morning, you get a bus to work, you've got to show your mobile phone with that on, oh, with yeah. a QR code. Again, that mobile phone could be anybody's mobile phone, mm-hmm. or if your gran had had it, you register as your gran, and you'll have a QR code with your gran. In which case, they're going to go, well, you've got to have... So you'd get on the bus, show your QR code and your driving license for yeah. every single person that gets on the bus. Yeah. You'd get off the bus, you'd go into Pret to mm-hmm. get a coffee, you'd have to show it yeah. to go into there. You go into your workplace, would you have to show it in your workplace? Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing every you morning. Would. It's like I've been working here for three years. Yeah. You go for a <laughs> you lunch... You know I am, you go for... <laughs> I want ID. Yeah. You go <laughs> for a lunchtime match. swim... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's that you can't just have it in one place. No, it be Twenty-five to... times a day, you'll be de- you'll be showing it, resetting your app. Can't is this can't happen, can it? But in this country, we're going that way. Ninety-nine percent of the mortality has now been covered mm. by the vaccine. Yeah, right. In South, Los- that's why we're having it. So where we, don't we have where to... we live, the prevalence is twenty cases in a hundred thousand people. Mm. So the vaccine certificate will not stop the spread of COVID. No. All it does is Prevent tell you someone from, your medical history. From, oh, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't... <laughs> if there's any industry where the decentralisation and misalignment of digital data exists, it's in the health industry. Yeah. It's something they've never been able to crack for years. Yeah, even the computers aren't joining. No, I'll there have isn't a heart one, scan in yeah, Southmead and they exactly, won't be able to get it to the exactly, BRI. There isn't one system that... There isn't one system. Yeah, it's it's a it's a handful of different systems that as you say don't talk to each other. And what happens when you How, get to an airport? Show your QR code, and it goes, "Oh no, it says says you haven't been vaccinated." And they go, like, "Yeah, oh, I have. Seriously, I have." Oh yeah, but our system no, doesn't recognise it. Oh, you could see it happening, right? I mean, no, yeah. your mates are just go. They're on the other side of the thing. Because <laughs> <"Whoa, I can't." laughs> that'll happen with our lot, would yeah, it? Yeah. You're like, <laughs> "Oh come on, lads, I can't come." And like, oh, don't like you anyway. <laughs> no, but you think you mean me? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's got a legitimate reason to leave you yeah. home now. <laughs> yeah. But back to your Bill Gates, the only thing I was going to say, that all of these things create a nice suite, don't they? Yeah, it's, research, it's ID. Yeah, he's got, them, he's got them all nailed, isn't he? Yeah. It's not slapdash. Oh, look at these. Oh, these are the people I've just happened to have given millions to yeah. over the last few years. And 18 years. million to Fauci, the director of chief medical advisor to the US government. Yeah. And the final one is this one, which I was going to look into, didn't have time. Johns Hopkins University provides data statistics and COVID resources. I don't quite know what that means, but 870 million. And as you say, I thought that it's almost like you're going to sit down and go, I want the biggest organization for health in the world. The World Health Organization is a clue in the name. (laughs) Yeah. I want the top guy in the States, the top guy. But he's been given money to Witty and Neil Ferguson for Quite some years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then they've said, I'd never heard of them before. And now they're on TV. And that's all coming together beautifully, isn't it? Yeah. Fishy. Mm. I've got some Hadron Collider news, Mark, for you. We- weasel related? <laughs> I've got a question right on the... Um, on the what? On the chase. Well, because of the information that I, am, yeah. I impart on here? Yeah. Was it, oh, was, it, was it Weasel Hadron Collider related? Yeah. It was saying which member of the weasel family has a tail about half as long. And it was the stoats because we covered that all half. Yeah. Useful stuff, right? And there was another one as well. Mm. There's another member of the um, family, which we didn't cover and I'd never heard. Oh, no. Um, A member of the weasel and stoat family that is farmed or sought after because of its black fur. Yeah. Any idea? I'm going to double check. I've actually got this right. Uh, Shrew. 
Is it shrew? They're not they're that furry, are they? Oh, false. <laughs> shrew or false? It's a new game. It's a, ma- a MySpace quiz game. <laughs> I saw a thing on TikTok today that had mice in it. It was it was quite funny. It's the same. You'll guy. see another one tomorrow. Now we've met, <laughs> you'll see a shrew related shrew one now. Um, a guy was teaching English, and he said, "Like oh, we're t- today, we're going to do plurals." And he he was he was the teacher and the pupil, mm. and he went the plural of cat, and then he went yeah. cats, and he went right plural of dog, dogs, the plural of sheep, sheep, and he's going. Why is it sheep? It's like, that's the singular. And he went through all these yeah. things. The plural of mouse, mice. Like, where does... Yeah, well, you just keep putting S's on it. It'd be fine, wouldn't it? Yeah. And he said, the plural of moose evidently is moose. Yeah. So he said, always oh, the plural of goose, goose. <laughs> no, it's geese. And it's like, you look at it and it's you think... nuts, isn't it? How did that happen? Why don't we just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just put the S on the end of everything. Yeah. Why is it been that complicated? I don't know. Anyway, come on with your true story. Um, Sable. (laughs) Sable? Yeah. Where do they come from? Uh, Russia. Forest environments from the Ural Mountains throughout Siberia and northern Mongolia. Are they big? Are they kind of scary? Big teeth? No, they're tiny, tiny. Okay. Species of marten. They're cute. Oh, they are cute, actually. They're like little tiny bears. Oh, look at that one. It's even cuter. Mm, Want one? Want one? (laughs) They're right until they rip your face off. That one looks like a bat. Doesn't it? Mm. It's like a bat bear. Hadron Collider news, because everyone's actually, you know, because I said I'd absorb all this new information and... Disseminate it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's given, there's new data. Scientists are interested in fresh data from the LHCB, the Large Hadron Collider Beauty Detector, an experiment studying the decays of B-mesons, uh, particles that contain beauty quarks, hence the beauty bit. Yeah. During a, during a virtual session of the annual... Reconcher de Mirion conference on mm. Tuesday, nearly 1,000 physicists watched as the LHCB collaboration announced evidence for an unexplained discrepancy in the behavior of electrons and their heavier cousins, muons. Muons, yeah. You knew about that, didn't you? Yeah, of course, because you just told me. Yep. <laughs> bit like the sexy rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Under the standard model, which is the theory that describes elementary particles and their forces they obey, minus gravity, leptons such as electrons and muons are identical except for their mass. So B mesons should decay to a kaon and two muons at the same rate um, at which they decay to a kaon and two electrons. You with me? Good. Uh, yet LHCB is seeing a difference in this rare beauty decay. B-mesons seem to decay to muons 15% less often than they do to electrons. A quote from Professor Whatever at the Institute of I Really Couldn't Give Two Fucks says, if there is new forces that proves the standard model needs Take to be rewritten, <laughs> then it will, be abs- it will have absolutely no bearing on Normal the future of our lives whatsoever. But we'll... We apologise for the interruption. You're ruining my joke. Okay, start again. Sorry. No. I thought you were being serious. No. I, w- Hold on. The, a quote from the professor of whatever. <laughs> okay, at go the from Institute there. Of go I from really there. Give two I apologise. <laughs> I honestly thought, yeah, I accept that. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd lost the will to live then. <laughs> no. Go on, go back to. No, I am, I'm going to. No, I want it. to hear it. It'll be funny. Right. That, that professor yeah. says. If there are new forces that prove the standard model needs to be rewritten, then it will have absolutely no bearing on our future lives whatsoever, but gives us enough reason to keep on spending someone else's money on research no one needs. <laughs> uh, women at Augusta, members, mm. you asked, didn't you? You asked and I provided. Well, to be honest, you told me to go and research it. Did I? Yep. Oh. 
Because that's why I did it. Well, I did it, actually. But you have all the glory now. Oh, go on then, clever clogs. Right. Um, Augusta Golf Club. Yes. Discriminated against women back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Who says I don't do my homework? (laughs) I've got no evidence that discriminated against. Fact check. I've got no evidence. Okay. What I have got is that it wasn't until 2012 no. that, that Augusta National announced the first time that it would be admitting women for its membership. 2012. Mm. What the actual? Mm. Now, four women are reportedly members. Condoleezza Rice okay. and Darla Moore became the first two women admitted. Uh, and in 2014, a third female member, a third, third? Yeah, IBM CEO Ginny Rometty. You kind of get the idea of the kind of membership they're going for here. Join the group. They're not from the ghetto, are they? <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> and in 2018, former USGA president Diana Murphy was spotted wearing a green jacket on site. I mean, that doesn't even actually say whether it was a, an Augusta green jacket or not. Uh, but membership is around £40,000 a year, plus green fees and all other things on top of that. 2012. Give me a break. Hmm. I wonder why golf's got an image problem. You know what I yeah. mean? Do you play golf? Uh, it used to. Haven't swung a bat since May 2015. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's funny. Uh, all our mates play golf now. Yeah. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah. Do we get invited? No. Do we fuck? Um, things you've mentioned, a couple of things you mentioned, Mark. Uh, you mentioned your funeral song. Just dropped it in there. Mm. I'm not sure we touched on your fun- funeral song. Yep. We so, oh, one thing I was going to ask what it was, but first, then I started thinking, why do we care so much about what those kind of things and what's played at our funeral? I want people crying. Do you? I want both the people at my you funeral want to, make to cry. cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. So, you're gonna, <laughs> so you're gonna, <laughs> am well, I invited? It's down to the funeral director then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy who drove me there. <laughs> to the like an Uber driver. Instead of. It's the, <laughs> Yeah, you've probably oh. just gone those electric scooters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black ones. No, but I was trying to think, I, what is the... You know, we, I can barely kind of, you know, be part of social gatherings anyway. I can barely give two monkeys about them. Mm. Why would I be so interested in what... Well, who's going to turn up? What the format's going to be? What songs are... They, I just like... I actually thought about it and went, I don't care. I'm not going to organise. What's the point? What is the point of organising that? Um. Yeah, I'm sort of with you. You know what I mean? I just like this one played. Well, what song is it? We mentioned it when we did the top hundred. Ding dong, the witch is dead, the wicked witch. I don't know, anything by the Grateful Dead. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Adagio for strings, but oh, Tiesto's version. So it's like a have, sort of an Ibiza, Ibiza, Ibiza vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a classical. I remember yeah. now you... you no, I remember that you saw the um, that busker, didn't you, in town playing yes. your funeral song? Right, yeah. ah, of course it is. All comes uh, together. Yeah, and then we're all then we're talking about the new briefing room in the da- in Downing Street. Yeah, weren't we? And how we uh, and how we could have used British companies to do the work. And you said out of work carpenters, right? And I didn't pick it up at the time, which kind of made me laugh actually when I heard you say it on the pod. Do you know why? Because no. try finding a chippy, a sparky, a plasterer, a plumber, a decorator, a gardener, and a cleaner, or a handy person who hasn't been absolutely stacked in the last 12 yeah. months. They're not out of work. No. They will never be out of work. No. So all the kids that were pissing about at school, right, were really, the crap, because there's always ones that could probably strip a car down and put it back together. Yeah. They always got, they always got shit in maths, didn't they? Yeah. Because they weren't concentrating. They just want to build stuff. Yeah. Fix stuff. Yeah. Brilliant. They all got the, they all thought, everyone thought they were the thickos. Yeah. 
they came they all went straight into being a mechanic and then they just no end you know or mm. plumber or what you know yeah carpentry and they've got no end they've had no end of work they're all no. the ones with all the money having the last laugh now yeah. aren't they you heard what i did in woodwork <laughs> i told you my report <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. the joints yeah yeah and it's because we've got one of our mates who's a spark i mean he's shit but he's still making <laughs> loads of money isn't he yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he is he's doing some work for me today actually yeah yeah good luck <laughs> <laughs> I got my chair. He's not hanging from the ceiling, all shriveled up. Um, but we were talking about that was the... meant to be the electrics going. No, yeah, okay. yeah, right, yeah. Did you did that. you get my sniffing when we talked about cocaine? That was the second hidden joke. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Did I leave that in the cocaine bit? Yeah, and me going. Oh, did I? But me wanting to take cocaine. Yes. Ah, you not heard from your mum? No, <laughs> you're not going to. <laughs> God, no wonder it's got low on numbers. I'd get choosing your funeral song if I was you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mrs. Damo's going to be down with a rod of steel. Oh, she hasn't listened to it. Your dad's called Rod, isn't he? What? <laughs> Ron. Is he? <laughs> Hedron of steel. Hedron. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. This doesn't, make any, this doesn't make any sense. It's like the six degrees of separation, isn't it? Is it? I thought it was seven. <laughs> that was with Kevin Bacon coming full circle. Yeah, ham roll. No, that doesn't work. So, <laughs> stop, stop. Hammer time. Just for a minute. Um, the government's new two point six million pounds White House style briefing room that we talked yeah. about uh, will be used for the first time on Monday. Mm-hmm. This Monday coming, so we'll all see him in it in, in, in its splendour. Um, government has previously accused uh, has been accused of pursuing a vanity project with a multi-million pound spend on the briefing room which has been installed uh, with the aim of holding daily media briefings which i think you made a point and we recorded it that they've gone to the trouble of this which we're we just going to get a briefing every day now <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean or if it's not boring it's going to be because that's what the, the us have done ages someone always comes out re- yeah this is going to be a thing now isn't it yeah we, we've never we've never had that before no. Now we're going to get it because they can. Because literally, I think, I think they've seen the ratings. We're all glued to it, going, "What you're doing next?" But that's and why we're we're obsessed with that now. But that's why the flag thing, such a big thing, because oh, it's, it's the, now it's all the public con- buildings, constant have reinforcement. All no. public buildings can have a union flag, all right? Um, which I would be fucked off with if I was Welsh, because tell me where, tell me where. Why does the Welsh accent stand like Indian? <laughs> Where's the Welsh in the? Well, it's not Mark. Yeah. Unless, the, but there is a version of the union flag with a Welsh dragon in the middle of it. But yeah, they are omitted from mm. the union flag. We're not using the word Jack, are we? I don't know why. Union, cra- isn't union Jack? No, I did correct myself. Yeah, two but parties using, ago. Yeah. I think union Jack's to do with boats. Okay. So that was that. Oh, that. the hatchet. The, hat, the leasehold on the hatchet is up. You know, we're looking for a business opportunity. Yeah, okay. We get that door. Yeah. With that would be the first thing it. we sell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, mm. is it? Yeah. I drove through town um the other day. Yeah, kind of past the hippodrome up Park Street. I haven't driven up there for ages. Yeah. And it's Park Street in the last ten years of kind of well, when we were on Park Street, mm. in the last it, it, it was looking a bit drab, things closing, you know. Yeah, yeah. But now it's looking pretty sorry for itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. And it it was struggling anyway. Yeah. So it's never gonna get it's never gonna pick up. No. Never will. I mean the Rams for sale, the pub halfway up. Mm-hmm. Oh, quick story, quick yeah. story. I've been one. So, <laughs> you know, we were talking the other day. It's getting a bit husky, isn't it? Getting a bit late night. Well, you are. I think it was me shouting fascist scum all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Famous brother. Um, no, obviously not. 
No, he is the right fascist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's all right. He's one of the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good fascist. Yeah. Even um, played right wing at football. He ain't fascist. Um, <laughs> he's my brother. <laughs> what was it? Fascist grew thing. Don't know what you're talking about. Brothers, sisters. Brothers, sisters. I don't need this fascist groove thing. You just sung on the podcast. You got it. Fuck. You don't even know the song, do you? No, I have no idea. Heaven 17? No. Don't know. So, a little bit of innuendo that'll make you giggle, because uh-huh. we haven't had much giggling, and we used to be known for soporific. And innuendo. And for the shits and giggles and the innuendo, yeah. I've talked about bottoms today. Yeah. So, when I was at school, I'll say his name, you can edit out if you don't think it's appropriate. I had... A friend called Mike Walker. Now, Mike Walker was probably about six foot five mm. at about 16. Wow. And I was about... Imagine what he is now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was about... Three... He's got to be seven metres plus, right? <laughs> I was about three foot five. Mm. Um, and Mike Walker... Look at you now. <laughs> <laughs> Pressing four foot. <laughs> and... Um, uh. Yeah, so so Mike was quite, he was quite moneyed. His parents were quite rich. He always, and he had, so when he was, no, he must have been 17, not 16. He had a bright, his mum's bright red capri. Oh. So he came to school in his mum's bright red capri. Was I mean, I, I never bought any off him, but he probably could. <laughs> and um, so, <laughs> so it was like almost being like in the Sweeney, like literally. Yeah. Yeah. So I got on well with Mike, but there was one or two elements to his character that I wasn't totally sure if they were fact or fiction. And one of the things that we used to do is some lunchtimes, instead of having school dinners, we would go down for a drink at the pub mm. um, in town. And this is why Park Street's relevant. Yeah. So um, next to what used to be called the Mauritania was mm. the King Dick. And I don't even think Dick... When's the innuendo coming? I'm waiting for it. <laughs> oh, right. What? Was that it? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the King Richard. I don't even think King Dick was... I don't think we even laughed about it then. I don't think in the 70s... What, dicks were funny? Mm, I don't even know if Dick was used as a euphemism. Anyway, he would like go and fire up the Capri and he'd say, I'll just make a call to let them know I'm on our way. And he would go to the school, like a public phone box, pick up the phone as if he was like making a call, be yeah. mouthing something, and then say, right, it's all ordered. And we'd get down... And we'd go in our school uniform, which was a very, very bright sort of blue and gold striped yeah. blazer. It was yeah. very, yeah. You know, we, we didn't wear our caps. That would have been stupid. But you're going down in school <laughs> uniform at about half past 12 lunchtime. Yeah. And when we got there, there was always two pints of Guinness with a little shot of port next to it. Whoa. And they'd sort of go, oh, there He's you go, s- Mike. And he'd like flash a fiver or... And it was oh, like, like it was like living out loud. No, Do you, you know hang I mean? out was, with him? Yeah. That sounds like a dude. And we just sit at the bar in our school uniform, drinking Guinness and Port, and then go back to school. And I just thought, it's that's a certain style to that. And I never yeah. quite knew, did he make a phone call? Had he bribed them? Did they not yeah. realise we looked dad, about 12? Well, you, don't know where, you don't ever wonder where the money came from. Oh, well, I worked for him. I worked for his father after what is, that. What does um, his dad do? Battery farm. What, chickens or... Duracell. Right. <laughs> 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 right. You line them up, I should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He could go all day, could he, Mike? Drinking. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, never low on energy. A rabbit that never stopped. Mm. Everyone's, cool. everyone's dream. I'm still thinking about that Capri. 
Yeah. Red Capri. Red Capri at 17. God. Did you know how lucky he was? No. Nope. I'd have that now. I'd sell my fleet for a Red Capri. Yeah, you got part of your fleet out on the drive. Mm. No, I'd sell the lot for a Capri. For Mark 1 Escort, I'd sell the lot. Would you? They'd probably need to as well. They're about <laughs> 50 grand. Okay. Right. <laughs> Should we move on, Mark? Mm. We were meant to talk about moving the peanut forward in the last episode. Mm. And uh, we didn't. Because we're anarchists. <laughs> we don't work to structures. I should have worn my um, lime green and white leather have you jacket. you found it? Please no. tell me you found it. I should it. have worn it to the protest, shouldn't I? Stay indiscreet. Yeah. <laughs> that that would have been, honestly, that would have gone, everyone would have gone, where has he got this jacket? I looked at, I If did, I can find it, I will. I did look online for, um, I think I've seen the Pony Express logo. Yeah. It's kind of a quite a nice stylized horse, horse with a, isn't it? Yeah, that looks like flow. Yeah, that looks like it's going yeah. fast. I had that on, on the back. I yeah. bet that looks oh you've got a fire. I bet it looks amazing. I have got it somewhere. I've, I've also got my punk jacket somewhere as well. You what jacket? When I was a punk I kept my leather oh, jacket. Right. So it got loads of like safety no, pins. No, I in went it. To, I went a bit artisan. I had bells and ribbons. What were you? Punk fairy? <laughs> what? <laughs> what were you? Yeah. A punk pearly king. Go by me, Governor. Super Kelly Fragilistic Fialidoge. You should have had the punk version of that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the punk version yeah. is. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so have you moved a peanut on, Mark? Or pushed the peanut on? Let's stick to what you used to call right. it. Have you pushed the peanut on? At all recently, so I think we talked about kind of coming back and reporting back about all the little things we said we were going to do, the small step stuff. We should do our checklist, joint checklist, business venture, right? Fucked over, (laughs) literally. (laughs) And if he's listening, you know who you are. It's that controversial. I don't know. See how you feel when you edit it. I don't care anymore. I just realised I left the cocaine bit in, so that's out there now. (laughs) I can't do anything with that, can I? It's too late, it's gone. Mm. She's li- and she's, she's listened. listened. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make my mum and hear that. No. I stand by it, though. Mm. Mm. Sam Harris goes I, a lot about, um, what's it, drugs? I, I think that would be a good idea. The, um, like the MDNA, the, um, oh. Do you think... I, hallucinogenic. I think, uh, yeah. Used I, in mental do you know health what? I think, I, I don't think I would, because I get nervous about the kind of, the stuff that's made in labs. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If it comes, viruses. if it comes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just in vaccines. Oh, there's that great meme, isn't there, going around? There's that, there's that guy on a bed, just surrounded by food wrappers and beer bottles, and Christ, and it looks absolute shithole. Mm. And there's just a bubble going. I'm not taking the vaccines. You don't know what's yeah. in them. Brilliant. Pushing the peanut. Yeah. T- so business. Tick pop. Bit of him. We've we haven't completed that. No. Hit us, didn't it? That. Yeah. Funny. It did, yeah. But, you know, we're undeterred. Mm. Gotta keep on looking, haven't you? Mm. I've actually had an idea which I hadn't discussed with you. Okay, whisper. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I've kind of hinted to it in this. Chippies, plumbers, blah, blah, blah. So oh. I've got a bit of an idea. What, do an apprenticeship? <laughs> Just basically, yeah. I'm going to need a job, so I'll fuck it. <laughs> well, Martin could probably teach us everything he knows in a couple of weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he listens anymore. Yellow, yellow and green for earth, blue for... No. Actually, I, 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 had a, I had a plug incident today. Yeah. Uh, in that um, I delivered a fridge to my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. We were wearing the plug. And I thought, I haven't wired the plug for ages. Mm. You know, I said, what's the brown one? Is that earth? And he went, no, that's light. Yeah. Right? I, I was like, 
Who made that up? Yeah, and then he went, oh, bloody, it always used to be red than Europe. <laughs> Talk about Europe the other day. <laughs> Europe told us we have to, do, have to have it as brown. It's been brown ever since. He doesn't talk like that. No. Um, and I was like, that's, that, I mean, just why? Yeah. Why is brown? Yeah. It's called Earth. Yeah. And Earth isn't even brown. Earth's but fucking green and yellow. Or is it blue? I don't even know which colour yeah. they are. Yeah. Make live red, right? Mm. Earth brown. What's the other one? <laughs> or don't even call them those names. Call them brown, blue, and red. What? That doesn't help. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It does. Live is the live, because you need live, right? You need the one that the power goes through, right? That makes sense for it to be red. Don't I? Don't touch it. So that makes sense, isn't it? Earth, as in uh, brown, because Earth brown. I know the point you're making. Yes, I know. There's nothing nothing to add. But they might as be called dog, cat, goose. It doesn't matter what they're called. Yes, of course it fucking does. Why? It's relevant. What's the the terminology of the the electric? Plug was a feature in the Beano. Okay. Bass Street Kids. Plug. Mm. Mm. Anyway, what are we talking about? Move on. What are we talking about? Um, pushing the peanut. Oh, yeah. So, business. No, no, forget that. Move on. Was this a checklist of things we're going to do? Yeah. Well, I was going to start writing, and I, and I never did. I never started it. Okay, top of your head. Next one. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> thing we were going to do. That's the thing. I'm not prepared on this. Okay. Well, I think kind of on the, the small stuff, I talked about it the other day, in the taking time about decisions thing. I just had one of those kind of the last couple of months has been pretty difficult work-wise but there's there's an element of you need kind of patience to do the small step stuff don't you yeah you know it's just difficult because you want stuff to happen straight away especially with kind of like diets and nutrition and training you you kind of you want the results straight away and i think is that just you know being patient bit by bit obviously the whole point Mm. of small steps but it can get frustrating when nothing happens fast enough yeah i think i've been forced into that you've just got to grind out those you know grind out things bit by bit Mm-hmm. You you will get there, but it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah, but yeah. and it feels like there was no end. Sometimes and you're never... talking specifically about your business now, or just in... <clears throat> you just yeah. Well, that yeah, that's kind of I think that's kind of the uh, the crowning example of where that's played out. Yeah. But you know, time I guess time is a healer and that kind of thing, and just chunking through stuff every day. But I think as long as you, you know, ha- have a forward plan, but don't plan too prescriptively. Yeah. So have a goal. You have a kind of a bit of a target it's like any business plan you've i'm sure you've written a load of business plans mm. i've written probably two in my life yeah and they're all smashed to pieces in the first five minutes <laughs> and never revisited because you literally keep writing it every day yeah so i think yeah. if you can have that kind of target right this this is my outcome broadly mm. and every day just keep chunking at it chunking at it chunking at it i guess i've been forced into the small steps yeah because yeah. it's the only way to get through big problems. So, but I guess it, has, it hasn't allowed me time to go work on the things I want to work on. There's just been high priority. One thing has been high priority for a couple. of I months. mean, it's been evident to me, yeah, you know, one step removed that the yeah you know, the amount of your time and your brain it's taken up. Mm. Mm. You, know, you can't. You know, it, it has been all-consuming. I think I mm. used that phrase a little while ago. Yeah, we discussed when we had a discussion before these pods today about one or two things, and I was thinking we were considering that we both have different pressures. I mean, everyone has mm. pressures in yeah, their yeah, lives. Yeah. And I'm thinking one of the things in terms of pushing the peanut forward is both from the course and from other stuff that I've discussed about mental health. I've suddenly realised, and it isn't sort of getting to sixty and being able to go, well, if I knew now what I knew then, I would have. But it is because there's elements now that I'm understanding and learning and thinking this isn't taught to people. Mm. It's almost like you have to go through life. I was going to say, you you can't. Yeah. You have to feel it, right? Well, not that you just have to feel it, but you have to have someone who opens that door for you. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things... um, But some things you have to experience, I guess is what I'm saying, you have to experience it. 
yeah the, the theory will never will never get you close enough no no exactly that so yeah so the point i was going to say was um amelia's been doing a lot of online stuff because she still obviously can't do face-to-face mm. and i don't know how many she's got an awful lot of clients at the moment doing her lives and quite a few of them have taken on um for this last week a hundred thousand step challenge right right um and i like we've said i think walking's really underrated yeah i've joined in on it and i'm going to do a hundred thousand this week and i because now my drugs are better i'm able to walk yeah, yeah. i'm recognizing how good it's making me feel i'm recognizing the mindfulness of walking i saw a kingfisher the other day i saw mm-hmm. two cormorants in a tree you know in in a tree like, or and in a, tree. a tree i, thought, I saw <laughs> yeah. two cormorants in a tree <laughs> the tree's less impressive to be fair <laughs> you've seen one before <laughs> yeah um yeah, the point I was going to make was was that she has been in a situation where walking has been encouraged mm. and she's taken it on board. But as you're saying, if the theory was she'd read something in the paper and said, walking's really good for you, yeah, yeah, the, the chances of it landing are yeah. um, far yeah. more. But having seen people around her doing it and almost mm-hmm. having a sort of, yeah. you know, role to follow, yeah. and she's taken it on board. But it's interesting. It's so rewarding to see her clients go, this is fantastic. I've mm-hmm. set myself this and I feel good and I enjoy this. Yeah. And, There's been a real theme for the kind of the small step setting targets, hasn't there? I mean, a yeah. lot of people at work have been running. Uh, I think they're doing the 100K and the 100K seems to be walking, running. Maybe yeah. it's all part of yeah. the same yeah. the same kind of thing. And it's been a social thing. But uh, they've all just been really, you know, grinding away at it, doing it bit by bit. And it's, it is amazing where you get to at the end of a period of time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Even though at the time you're like, oh, never gonna get never gonna get never but you know we talk, i've talked about pedal strokes before on, a, on the on the bike and you know when you're feeling when you're really feeling you don't get anywhere you just think no every single rotation mm. i am a bit closer yeah and that's got me through on really some really big rides and stuff and it's that similar thing every every footstep every minute of you doing whatever it is on the path to that that larger goal is getting you there and it's yeah. just that yeah. we've talked about speed didn't we i had a conversation with my uh with my my father-in-law today and you know he's, he's not massively au fait with technology but he was just saying it everything is going so fast mm-hmm. you know for people of certain age it is more difficult yeah you know he's you know it's not like he's not been exposed to technology and he was an engineer so not exposed to high high-end technology but the pace of you know it's not just technology the pace of everything yeah uh, but you know to so to do the more rewarding things and the more rewarding things are generally harder to do. Mm. I mean, that, mm. I think that's that's kind of a, maybe a cliche, but it's uh, no, mean, no, you know that kind of nothing worthwhile is is ever easy is absolutely true. I think that's kind of part of this. And it's if you're having the patience, just to, when the world is going so fast, you you can't get to those really big achievements if you're going at that pace. I truly believe you can't do that. I, with, with any kind of meaning anyway, with any kind of Yeah, because if, it's, if it was that easy, I mean, the, lad, be doing, yeah, the lad I'm training at the moment is going like, how long will it take me to have a great body? Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, but you, yeah, it's, it's three like, months. It's like walking 100k, you know, there's varying paces of walking, but it's pretty much going to take everyone the same time. There's no yeah. shortcut to that, yeah. <laughs> that you yeah. can, unless you drive it. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that. Is there one for that? There's never a driving one, is there? Drive no. 100 miles in a month. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever does those. It's my kind of challenge. I love yeah. driving. You'd be good at that. Yeah, I reckon I would actually. The, I would, the only thing I was going to slightly counter and I don't mean to counter, that's the wrong word. The only thing I was going to sort of add to that is that there are some... What, notab- quick wins? Yeah, some quick wins on... And I was just thinking around meditation. There are people I've been in touch with or who have listened to this who've basically went... Someone said to me the other day... I was, but in a way, that needs a hell of a lot of... Because I'm sitting there going, I haven't got the time... I haven't got the kind of... There's me going slow down kind of... I almost haven't got the time to stop to that level. You know what I mean? To do it properly. That mean. doesn't... Yeah. 
I've just I'm just having a contradiction now because you've got meditation. I'm like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Anybody got time for that? I'm too busy being busy. <laughs> no, but someone had said I reported something, I can't even remember what it was, something about I don't know, something. And this person has said, Are you taking your own advice? Are you listening to the car map? And I do listen to it. Yeah. But I know where I got with that. Sorry? You know where I got with that? Nowhere. I was yeah, I was smashed the fucking phone, didn't I? The Matthew McConaughey one. I was listening to him and I couldn't get the fucking tweeting cricket <laughs> background off. Yeah. <gasps> I've never, I've never gone from, you from chill it. to absolute rage. All right, well, let me give you another example. One of the things that it's taken me 60 years to get to, yeah. and I wish I'd been taught this, is, and it comes back a little bit to the stuff we've been discussing around kindness, mm. is that I'm aware, and I'm sharing this with people, that there are words that, that trigger a reaction in me. But I'm also aware that there's a number of statements that people in general make every day that are damaging or that are negative without being it. And I think we're never taught the sort of nuances of language. And so many people will go, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't say that. I don't care what you think. And and it's throwaway things that I think really, really resonate and mm. they stick with you. But we're never taught as children about how to address people in a conversation. We're so never have taught. Do, have you done anything different on that? Because we talked about okay and trigger stuff. The well, this... but have you done anything on changing your vocab or even delicately... Right. Delicately so, communicating that to other people. Right. So there's two sides to this story. The first answer is, is this no. one of your quick Okay. No, this is thirty seconds. The first answer is no. I still am guilty of doing it to other people. Uh-huh. However, if other people make me aware that things aren't appropriate, mm. then I will try and change it. Mm-hmm. So when I say people saying okay when I ask a question sometimes gives me concern. Now people know that they've got a mm-hmm. an option whether to change or not. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. It's communicating to people what you feel uncomfortable about. And as I was telling you today about the course, someone was saying we were talking about you know having an objective when you're talking to people to, about trying to get a message over. Mm. And I don't think we're taught at a young age, maybe as teenagers how to communicate everything now is just shouty everything's you know it's a sentence or it's just you know take a quote from instagram and just keep chucking that out Mm, mm. it's always very throwaway yeah i don't think we're kind in our language that's the point i'm making yeah and one of the things that's very big at the moment in terms of of, of the work the course i've been doing and and some other associated stuff is around validation Mm. and people aren't as a generalization we don't validate each other as often as we could and everyone loves validation Mm. and that was the point i was saying to you in the kitchen is when you went that's a nice aftershave (laughs) is that's what opened the window Nice, it's overpowering, but it's nice. Huh? It was the petrol from the Molotov cocktail. <laughs> it got caught in the, the hair. smell of protest. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Fireworks and turps <laughs> and the blood of a fashion. By Chanel. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it was that, that point that we were saying. It's around your reaction is quite often to fitting your company. So if someone has said something validating you, so we have a discussion, we just said this in the kitchen, we have a discussion, we've had it on the pod about your timeliness of training Mm -hmm. and it's pretty spot on. Mm. And it was really interesting on Thursday, Mm. I said, oh, I just had to nip back to get my phone and Mm. I was apologizing you too. And you went, but you're still early. (laughs) (laughs) And and it was the point that we were both aware that we were there early. Yeah. 
and it mattered to both of us in terms of <laughs> respecting each other because we've had that discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will have other clients that will constantly be 10 minutes late. Mm. And if I think I'd validated them, if they'd come early and I went, this is really good because we can start on time and blah, 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 and really made a point of validating them, yeah, yeah. I reckon they'd be early more often. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so if someone goes you smell nice then next time mm. you see them you want to smell nice because yeah. they validated that aspect and shown that they're mm. positive towards it that's good, they are good so i think so if we validate they? people more mm. they'll react by replicating that validation i think yeah yeah that's a good one thanks small things aren't they but they they mean a lot thanks they? for that validation <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't thinking about it yeah. <laughs> back haven't we i said i did i said i'd have a little fumble i tell you what we haven't played for a while i put that um insta story did you see it it was something like my brain's like my phone 18 tabs open oh, right. something yeah, else yeah, and i don't yeah. know do you sometimes get that when your phone plays music it's no. like apple music sometimes kicks off by itself have you never no, had that no, I don't. i'm not on, i'm not on a thingy bob am i no i'm not that's the thing we're gonna have mark's tabs okay cue music Spin. Here we go. Do 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 do. Bum 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 bum. Ba da ba da ba da ba bum. Right. This is um antique enamelled watch, French watch. Yeah. Why? You don't need to know the why's on any yes, of this. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, Russian spies going into enamelling. Oh, cool. Yeah. Torture technique. A, a video of the man setting fire to the police van that you mentioned. Oh yeah. Is that with a bit of cardboard underneath the? Yeah. Absolutely pathetic. It, mate, it's on fire already. Leave it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't on fire. This one was just being reversed. Oh, no, I'm looking at the one that was already on fire. He's trying no, to make it more on fire. He was walking while it was being reversed. Um, the Virus by Stanley Johnson. Mind-blowing. Oh, book. Yeah. Yeah. That, don't you think? Do you want to explain? So, for those why, who why did I find don't, Because not everyone follows you on, on Instagram, believe no, it or not, mad, isn't it? I think my followers have gone up by one, and I'm really entertaining You're not Ronaldo, for Christ's sake. I'd listen to me. <laughs> For um, anyone who is listening, follow Mark because he's good value. Sprint Fitness One. Shameless. I don't I've got know. it. It's on our. It's on our um, signal. Oh, okay. So I don't even know why this came up, but basically I was trawling and a book review came up. For a book called The Virus, mm. first published in 1982, written by Boris Johnson's father. The book tells of the outbreak of a mysterious and deadly disease traced to a student infected by a monkey. It features an epidemiologist as the hero and a search for a vaccine. I mean, you couldn't write it, could you? <laughs> you didn't have to. And I did a poll. I knew this already. How come I didn't know? 100%. How come I didn't know? No one had heard of it. In a year of a pandemic, Stanley Johnson wrote a book called The Virus, and it hasn't ever, as far as I can see, been mentioned on the mainstream. It has one review at Waterstones. I've just fact-checked it, Mark. Oh, no. And uh, the verdict is... So the claim is Boris Johnson's dad, Stanley, wrote a novel called The Virus in 1982. This is on the site that we now love called fullfact.org, remember? Yep. Uh, our verdict, this is correct. Yippee! <laughs> <laughs> the novel was originally titled The Marburg Virus and loosely draws mm. on a real outbreak of a virus in Marburg, Germany in 1967. The outbreak was associated with a laboratory work using African green monkeys imported from Uganda. In Mr. Johnson's novel, this virus reaches New York. 
also have seen a video of Stanley Johnson saying that he thinks the population of the UK should be no more than 20 to 25 million. Is he trying to reduce it by fucking off to France then, is he? He wants it reduced full stop. That's one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Funny people, aren't they? Um, Okay, one more on my tabs. Yes. The um, 999 call. Did that make you laugh? (laughs) Should I play that or not? Yeah, do play it, yeah. Right, this is a true... You know I'm going to tell you which side of the microphone to put it on, as always. Only because I have to turn up in the edit, This is a true call. I'm just at a petrol station. I basically, I put £10 in. It's gone slightly over by three pence, And he won't let me out of the shop because he wants three pence. So I've not got three pence. I'll take the call, but this isn't an emergency. It isn't, but I don't know which number to call. It would be 101, which is non-emergency, but I'll take the call whilst you're here. So it's the 3P that you're unable to pay? Yeah. I've got notes. I've got notes on me. I've just not got 3 cents. Right, well, if you've got notes and you've got the money to pay, then you should pay. That's ridiculous. So why am I going to break into a tenner for 3 pence? Because you have gone over that by 3 pence. Right. At the end of the day, if you've got a £10 note and you've got 3P to pay, you're going to have to break into it. I'm not paying for 3P. I'm not going to pay him three pence to break on it. One born every minute, mate, isn't there? Well, I have a little bit of... There was two things that came up on, on the internet. One was like, fair enough. Do not tell me you would you fight, you struggle to break into a tenner for three pence. Yes. Don't even go there. The other thing is, he's bound to have it in his ashtray or in the side part. The guy's a monumental prick. That's all you need to know, isn't he? We split on this one then. What? What was there to be split on? Three P. He's called the. He's called nine nine nine. Yeah, that was that was over the top. Right. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far, and thanks for listening. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Finecast, and send your feedback and ideas to I'm Finecast at gmail dot com. Don't forget to give us a five star review uh, on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend or two. In the next episode, we'll decide up when we get there, won't we? Yeah. Um, unless there's any bur- anything burning a hole in your uh, giblets. Giblets aren't on fire. Okay, good. I think one of the things, one of the good things about um, the government being able to ban groups so that they can probably get rid of Coldplay. That doesn't work. No. Thank you. <laughs> good night. No, just, I did see that one. It was, yeah. that was DJ Fat Tony. Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah, bye bye.